Welcome to the Australia Sews podcast. This podcast celebrates the Australian home sewing community and shares stories of everyday sewers transforming their lives and their wardrobes. My name is Louise Sherry. Today on the podcast, we have not one, but four very special guests. Rhonda, Samantha, Amy and Jane are all plus size sewers from Australia, but their stories are very different. You'll hear why they got into sewing, some of the challenges they face as a plus size sewist, and how sewing has changed the way they think about their body. My first guest is Rhonda, a teacher from Victoria. You can catch Rhonda on Instagram at Anarchy Quilter. And just a quick reminder, you can find the Instagram details of all my guests in the show notes. Just head to australiasewspodcast.com. Here's Rhonda. So Rhonda, why did you decide to get into sewing clothes for yourself? Well, it was a very early on decision. I was a child. I liked sewing clothes for dolls and then I loved clothes for me. So I just put the two together and started sewing. And I had a grandma who was really into sewing. So she taught me, I think, and then I just taught myself and I did sewing at high school. You could then. There was something called garment construction. And, um, yeah, I made a shirt in, in year eight, which was pretty advanced, but you could make what you liked. So I made what I liked. And then I just kept sewing. So it was just always a thing and it's never stopped. I sewed for my kids when they were babies. I still sew for my daughter who's 29. Wow. And you're a quilter too. So that's another hobby that would take up a lot of your, you know, lovely yeah. hobby time. Yes. Yes, I do both. I make quilted clothes as well. So how would you describe your personal style then? It is a bit eclectic. I do like colour. I do like pattern. Lately, I like all different patterns all at once. It's just too plain to just have one colour, I think. Are you into the indie patterns? Have you kind of discovered that world? Yes. That was a big revolution in my sewing because I found they fitted my body so much better and the size ranges were so much better. And, yes, so exclusively indie now. I wear pants a lot. I wear overalls. That's what I'm mm. wearing right now. Little pair of Helen's Closet Yanta overalls. Oh, I love those. I saw those on your Instagram. I love those. It actually inspired me to want to make a pair when I saw and yours. They're so fun to wear, especially when you're working, you know, you, it's not annoying. Things don't get untucked and it's fun. Um, yeah, I wear dresses a lot. I never used to because I struggled to be able to sew them. With the, They just didn't fit. The shoulders were all wrong. The bust was all wrong. But, yeah, I found patterns that really fit. I think yesterday I was wearing my denim patchwork dress with my little patchwork um, cardi that's I made. I think it's True Bias. Do your students know you sew and always want to see kind of what you come to school in? They do, and but they only ask the first time they see it. So one one of my classes I've had for two years, and the you know, this, one of my students said, "Oh, I haven't seen those pants before. Ah. <laughs> you just made them." So what challenges do you face then as a plus size sewist? Well, really, I mean, I particularly early on, I used to use a lot of the big four because that's all you could get your hold on, your hands on it. Oh. I always found the calls were. Well, there wasn't much of a choice in my size range, which was, well, I think, probably still well into the 20s some, somewhere. 
you know, 24, 25 and yet ready-mades I might be able to get into an 18. So it's a bit challenging. There wasn't a lot of styles and it wasn't inspiring, but that's why I never did dresses because the shoulders were always too big and the boobs were too big, you know, just the bust just didn't fit. And I thought something was wrong with me, sadly. <laughs> and that's um, – but I think a lot of people feel like that. They oh, feel yeah. like wrong with you anyway. That's the best thing about Instagram, I think, because you can see lots of bodies that are similar size to you and you sort of really get the idea that you can wear anything. Mm. And Those numbers really mess with your head. And, and once you realise they're just numbers – you know, you're just making measure measurements to fit your body. And if it feel, fits like a glove and it, you feel wonderful in it, it's amazing how different you feel. You, those numbers just, you don't matter anymore. That's it. And that's the secret. Fits like a glove. So fitting patterns is a struggle for me. So I've really appreciated, you know, in the last five years, being able to find more patterns that fit my body and a greater variety of styles, just to be able to wear a pair, of, buy a pattern for a pair of overalls, is mind-blowing you know oh. when I would so I'm living out all my dreams right now I can tell <laughs> looking at your Instagram you are living it yeah so what I are some to... of the patterns and companies then that you are drawn to at the moment I sew a lot of Stokes patterns which is a German pattern company it's run by Melinda Stokes who's a actually a, she's Australian but she lives in Germany and Berlin and she's been a a pattern cutter and, um, you know, designer for years. So she's in her late 50s now, I think. So she's got a lot of experience. Mm. We've spoken a bit on Zoom. She told me recently that she released 27 patterns in six months. Oh. So then, you know, occasionally, you know, as she tells me, I'm her ambassador now. Just I'm just upset. She does not pay me. But <laughs> I fit perfectly into her size five. And um, like I was drawn to a pants pattern, the Annie Hose, it's a little stretch pair of pants and I wear them with long tops. I wear them all the time to school and they're so comfy, but they stay up because they've got this drawstring thing and a woven waistband. So she does a lot of work with fabric combining between a little bit woven, a little bit knit to work together and making things on the bias. Mm -hmm. So they actually stretch and move with your body. So I really like that. Helen's Closet is really good too and mm. that's Stokes is on a par with that. Mm. Any other pattern companies or patterns that you've made over and over and over and over and over again? Oh, there's a few Helen Closets <laughs> ones. Um, uh, what else? I've made a few of the cashmere ones, like I can't remember what it's called. It's a long knit top that I often wear and, and they've been quite good. I'm not as... Um, Busty as the cashmere model, but they have got this apple in their pants that's quite good for me. And I made this, their denim skirt, mm. which I quite enjoyed. Have you looked at the Muna and Broad patterns at all? Yes, major fan of their something they call the Banksia bralette. I made a heap of those two years ago. Have just about given up, given up wearing a normal bra. Wow. Mm. And yeah, <laughs> supportive enough. So where do you get your sewing inspiration? A lot of Instagram, sometimes the fabric itself, you know, like mm. even at the moment I got given this fabric because my friend got given this fabric, she gave it to me, and it's just the fabric that is inspiring me. So I pick out colours. I've had to put a couple of colours together. 
I spend a bit of time on Instagram and I do watch certain people that are. Who are you stalking? <laughs> well, I used to really, Meg from Cooking and Crafting, she doesn't do as much sewing now as she used to. Is she I don't think she's Canadian. I oh, know she's American. And Gillian from um, sewing, crafting a rainbow, whatever I've, on Instagram. I've heard of her many, many times. Is she American? She is Canadian. Canadian. Um, but they're probably the two ones I really remember because they were the first ones that I really stalked. And and now amongst the ones that sew stocks, like there's this um, one, Wendy, who she's a bit thinner than me, but and she sews a lot of stocks patterns as well. And there's Astrid from Germany. She's more my size. Your students love what you sew. What do your friends, family and colleagues think? Oh, well, my husband is very thrilled. He he has a Doctor Who um, stocks shirt with a, it's a, like a dress shirt with a knit back and he loves that. He loves the attention he gets. He gets more attention than me when we go out, which I think is wrong. <laughs> People stop him and they tell him what a wonderful shirt he and where did he get his shirt. And does he oh, say yes. that you made it? Yes, and I, if I'm with him, which I usually am, I, you know, Proudly, I love it. But I'm wearing a really good dress as well. What's happening here? So he's got a few good shirts now. He's got a dinosaur shirt as well. I made his whole outfit for the wedding, you know, lots of conversations with Lindy over how to make her stock square pants, which is inclusive, supposed to fit male and female, but he's like a very, he's a very portly man. He's got under tall and he's all difficult, but we, we made very smart pants and he loves braces, fortunately. How has sewing changed the way you think about your body? Well, definitely. It's taken the whole size thing out of it because I just make clothes to fit me. So it's completely irrelevant what size I am compared to other people. And, you know, nothing has a size label. I don't even know what my size is currently in off-the-rack clothes because I haven't worn any. So it's really and it's changed the way... I think because you're not thinking if your clothes are fit, don't fit, you're thinking, oh, well, I'm too fat, I'm whatever. But as long as your clothes fit and you're comfortable, you're more accepting of what your body's like. And you feel amazing in it. I do. It's the highlight of, you know, it's a sad day if I can't go to the wardrobe and get excited about what I might wear. One of the joys of my life, it motivates me to get up in the morning. So it's a big thing to have clothes that and comfortable and it's very excellent. freeing so, yeah that's, that's the word I keep bringing back myself back to it's such a freeing feeling not to have to worry about looking at your clothes and thinking what am I going to wear today because you know there's so many choices you can pull off and you'll love them yeah that's right and I know if I went into a clothes store you know oh I'd it's try. depressing <laughs> they say, oh I'm afraid that does not come in your size dear or you try it on and it just feels wrong yeah it just doesn't feel you mm, and they're not nicely made no what have you learned about yourself then through this whole sewing journey well pretty patient I know that you've got to fix up your mistakes and I do make plenty so I always fix them up and you're just like well you just have to make it work so you're pretty I think I'm pretty forgiving and I'm pretty good at problem solving so you know when I haven't got enough fabric I just have to do that pattern tetris thing and sometimes <laughs> i literally do a better patchwork to make things work 
and I'm not afraid of that. So lots of problem solving, very creative sort of stuff. It just, and it really does probably make me tick, I think. It's a really, it's, it's a big part of what keeps me interested. And it, it is something that I can give to other people too. So I am generous with it. What are you working on now or what are you planning on next? Well, I just finished my little art quilts for the Creswick Art Show. That was that was the deadline's tomorrow. So, But I had to go there because I'd already made the dress to go to their opening night because that was a stellar affair and I was underdressed last year. (laughs) I do not plan to be underdressed this year. And the moment I have just started cutting out the jumpsuit. So I'm doing a combination of the Stokes big pants, which are kind of like harem pants, I guess. I've got three pairs and I love them. And I'm doing that with the Coco shirt. So it's going to be a jumpsuit that the little shirt just unbuttons. And I figure because the hair and pants are so um, low-waisted, I can just pull it up and get my arms out real easy. I'm a very practical girl. <laughs> and I'm going to put elastic casing around it like I did with my strawberry dress. Oh, very I love that one. And that was a complete. I think Lindy almost dared me. She messaged me. She said, oh, do you think you can do, it's possible to do a hack with the Carla and the Chris top? I'm like, I, yeah, I guess. And then I couldn't get it out of my head to let it. <laughs> so you're in class trying to teach these students and going, I've got to do that dress. I'm just, I can't oh, stop yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have to think too much about year eight maths. It doesn't really spray my brain. But I do have to think about trying to keep them, you know, where they need to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Rhonda. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you. Wasn't Rhonda just inspiring? Next up is Samantha, a lawyer from Woolgoolga in New South Wales. You can follow Samantha at WorldAboutSam on Instagram. So why did you decide to get into sewing clothes for yourself? So I have two wardrobes. So I have my weekend wardrobe and I have my work wardrobe because given what I do as a lawyer, my work clothes have to be quite specific in relation to purpose. And trying to find clothes that fit my style for work was just not available. And I got, my mum has dressmaked my entire life. I'm third generation. My grandmother's sewed as well. So for me, it sort of became a natural progression to thought, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So why not have a go? And then you kind of fall down the rabbit hole and next thing you know, 90% of your wardrobe's handmade. That's amazing. Honestly, if anyone can spend some time on your Instagram just to see the variety of clothes that you make. You seem to be always sewing. How do you get time as a lawyer to sew? Um, so... I suppose the easy answer is is that my partner and I don't have children, um, but I use my sewing as my mindfulness practice that helps balance the stress of the day job. Mm. So it gives me a bit of balance, but it's an outlet. So I generally will usually sew maybe one or two weeknights and then I have my partner work Saturdays and Sundays. So unless I've got something on, I'm set aside a couple of hours and and do a few things. So how would you describe your personal style then? I think if I had to put it in words, it would be a classic cut with a bold colour. Mmm. And you're wearing a bold Uh, colour today. 
It is. This one's one of my favourites. It's a cashmere at Appleton um, in Dupes Design jersey, which I had been lusting after for years and finally pulled the trigger and bought it. It arrived on the Friday. I had a dress by Saturday. Oh, wow. Don't you love those moments when it arrives? You yeah. just think, I have to create from this now. I can't leave it. Yeah. And I, sorry, no, I think it, I must have known. I got the fabric on the Thursday, sewed it on the Friday and wore it out to dinner on the Saturday. <laughs> and did you pre-wash it? Are you no. a pre-washer? No. <laughs> I, I, I'm a risky sewer. Um, I, I rarely do a muslin and I don't pre-wash. So. so what challenges do you face then as a plus-size sewist? I think it's a lot easier now than it was when I first started. So I really got into it about eight years ago and finding patterns where I didn't have to spend a lot of time grading it up to my size to then be able to work on the fit was a lot of the big problem. I've probably got a stash of at least 50 patterns that I bought in the early days where I've never made them because to be able to get to the point of actually creating the garment, I had to then put the stick the pattern together and then grade it up to a size where my hips would fit or it might be that, you know, or the whole of me would fit and then work on the fit. And but that in itself is a really daunting thing. It's less of an issue now. Um, but the other thing that I find is sometimes you need to see the pattern on your body type to go, yeah, I really want to make that. And sometimes the visibility of plus size sewers isn't really there. It's coming out more and it's fantastic to see. Um, and the hashtags and things that people have got going have made a massive difference. Um, but sometimes it's a, seeing it represented on somebody who looks or has a shape like yours um, and or actually having the pattern come in your size. I don't mind grading if it's something I really want to, but I've kind of reached the point in the last couple of years where I don't have time. I don't. And if you don't want to grade to my size, then I'm not going to give you my money because there's other people that want to do it. Mm. So eight years ago, was it mainly just the big four that you were grading their patterns as opposed to the indies? Um, I started out with the big four, but I found that the fit that I got with them was just woeful. <laughs> um, You're not I, alone. Uh, no, I've got one of the first dresses I sewed. I looked at the, the measurements. I sewed it up. I put it on. It didn't fit. And then I think I jerry rigged <laughs> two strips up the back of the dress to make it fit with the zipper. And it's gone by the wayside long ago. But Or you'd make it and you put it on and it was so huge that you just you ended up taking chunks of fabric out. And mm. it, I found it hit the confidence that I had in what I was making so badly that when I was finding with indie patterns, because the detail and the sizing and the measurements was there, I could get a better fit with less effort. And, you know, I'm not, I, I sew because I love it um, and I love the outcome, but if it, you're going to make it more stressful for me in the process, then I'm less inclined to do mm. it. So I found that the results in the process were a lot easier and, and more interesting for me I was getting a better result with the indie pattern. So that's sort of where I've, I've stuck with those mm. in the probably in that time. And now I don't even look at the big four. Occasionally there'll be one or two that you just can't pass up. Um, I think there's a crossbody dress that I think um, I've done a condone version of and that I, I saw the cut of that and I'm like, I want that. And that was an exception to the rule. Um, <laughs> but 
you generally I'll stick to indie because I just like the way plus it comes out for me yeah so are there any indies then that you now gravitate towards because you've sewn them enough to know that you can rely on them? um there are two main ones that i probably use a lot in my wardrobe at the moment um the cashmere at appleton is a favorite at the moment because mm. it's really working for my season um particularly with work because i can just throw a jacket on and it's called appropriate if i need to it's also office appropriate um, and I don't have to iron it in the morning. I have found that I really struggle to find jersey that I like in, in my colours. So it's probably, there are a few, I've got a red one that I plan on making soon. Um, but the other thing, uh, the Glebe pants from Runner and Broad are a massive favourite of mine. Um, and I usually pair that with a Montrose top from Cashmere as well. Mm. So they're three that I've repeated a lot, but my other favourite, and I think I've got eight of them, is the Hinterland dress from So Liberated. And I've done a few different versions of those. Um, so one, whether it be that I put the bodice on the fold and then it becomes the standard smock dress, some I've done with the buttons. I've got one that I haven't actually posted pictures of that I made a couple of years ago mm. where I did a square neckline and a circle skirt with it which worked out fantastic for a tropical-themed Christmas party. <laughs> so wow. I liked the fact that you could change, take the base pattern and then add a bit of flair to it by whether it be you swap out a skirt or you change the sleeves or yes. something like that. So the vest, if you give me a good base, you can work around it mm. a little bit more. So where do you get your sewing inspiration from? Are you on Instagram mainly? Mostly Instagram. It's easy. Uh, not so much YouTube mostly instagram i can fit it use it if i've got you know five minutes here or there and scroll through but sometimes for me inspiration comes from the fabric and you see it sometimes it comes from knowing i've got an event or something that i've got to make for um sometimes it's i go you know you go and shopping with friends and things like that and you see something and you're like i like that but i want to change this that and the other and then i'll make my own version of what i've seen and is there anyone in the instagram community then that you do like to kind of keep your eye on i think there's probably too many to name there are a couple that i think um rhiannon toast who's in uh, new zealand um her dopamine color palette dressing sort of it's like you know what let's just go for it um it's been really hard trying to find other professional people who sew and looking at what they do there's a few that are floating around but the names always mm. escape me mm. but the, what the girls at Munner and Broad have done for a plus size community in terms of they're advocating for things are truly inspirational and I really love the joy that Jenny Hassler has <laughs> or brings to her, her posts okay, um, yeah, that's from um, Punk Frockers yeah the prank podcast yeah so what she you know there's always joy in what she makes and and puts out there um but i'm a sucker for anyone who fellow dopamine dresses with the bright colors the that's the rabbit hole i go down um but i i think for me it's a it's the combination of everybody 
and the fact that I find that the community itself is really supportive of everybody else, that everyone's trying to lift um, people up. There's, you know, the group at the Gold Coast um, who are not too far from me and Britta Sose and Ellie Whitaker and that group are fantastic and I love seeing um, big sucker for Ellie Whitaker prints, which you probably see on my Instagram. There's a few and a new one coming out soon <laughs> at the moment. Um, so it's, I like seeing, for me, I look at colour um, first and then I look for the, the plus size and then I've got a great range of different plus size sewers and that you see what they make and you go, well, does that work for me? Mm. And then give that a go. So how has sewing over time changed the way you think about your body? I know a lot of us, we, we think negatively, it doesn't matter what size we are, but has it helped you in just accepting the body shape that you have today? Immensely. Um, I think getting to that feeling where you're buying clothes and you feel like you and your body is the problem. Um, I would probably say I am more confident and more comfortable in my skin as I am now than I've ever been in my life. Um, I don't know whether or not that's a case of getting older and just not caring or <laughs> the fact, but I think the sewing side of learning that it's not me that's the problem. It's if you've got clothes that fit, you can find that confidence that fit you in terms of your body and in your style, then that confidence really comes to the forefront. And I think that's been the biggest thing is that, you know, yes, I've got hips. Yes, I've got a bust. All of that stuff, the thighs and, you know, that's not abnormal. It's and realising that changing things or you know, making the garments myself, I can get a great fit that really makes me feel fantastic. And that's what I'm looking for from my clothes. I, you know, how it appears to everybody else is mm. one thing, but how it makes it me feel, feel, yes, that's what I'm really looking for. So what do people think about your sewing, the people in your circles? So I, I have a little bit of a reputation for being colourfully dressed, um, professionally so um they know me as they the other lawyers in town know me as the the one that sews um, I, the not boring one <laughs> yeah well, well i i do family law so we're all a little creative on the side we all have a creative side hustle or a lot of us do um my partner is really quite supportive of anything that i do um but my, i suppose because I've gotten more into sewing, my sister has started quilting. My mum now, even though she started to teach me how to sew over the telephone because we live 500 kilometres away from one another, she now comes to me and says, well, how do you do this? Or how would I do this? Um, which has been really interesting. But, you know, my friends and stuff, it's sort of like I went out for dinner with them the other day Oh, the other weekend with this dress on and some lady a lady came up to me and said oh, I love your dress and I oh, thank you very much and before I could say anything they're like you know she made it <laughs> she made it it's got pockets <laughs> and the, the question was well do you have a business card would you say for me and I oh um, god I've actually gotten better and saying look thank you but no I don't sew for other people I do it for my <laughs> own enjoyment <laughs> what are you working on now or do you have any plans for any makes I am currently working on a mashup of the Cali shirt dress with the Anthea blouse from um, Anna Allen um, in some Ellie Whitaker fabric that's been sitting in my stash <laughs> for a little while. And I wanted the puff sleeve of the Anthea blouse, but I wanted it in a dress form 
as a shirt dress, but I also wanted the collar. So I managed to cut that out without making a muslin and put it all together. <laughs> and oh, I've got I've got a few bits left, but I'm I'm looking forward to doing a road trip with a girlfriend on Saturday for the day, and that was what I felt like wearing. Wow. So I'm going to finish that one off. But then other than that, my plans include I need to cocktail dress, um, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do there or how I will manage it. But the other side of my plans is I'm sick of my boring pyjamas and I want to make some great ones. And I have just finished making the Gracie Steel Foxy boxes, and mm. which is a free pattern she's been putting or she did put it out for free or pay as you can um and I, I gave it a go and they're fantastic wow. um they come together really easy the fit's great there's a really good size range there which is great in terms of shorts and boxes and free patterns with a plus size expansion um and so I've given them a whirl and I can just think that I'm going to end up with a, quite a few different pairs of <laughs> um pajamas where I'll have the nullable cami from Mana and Broad and the Foxy Boxes as a combo. Nice. And then you can just mix and match yes. or I'm going to see how many bits of my scraps I can get like half a part out of and then put them all together so they're a bit patchworked. But I just need more time in the day. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you so much, Samantha, for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. I love that chat with Samantha. Next is Amy, a teacher from Melbourne in Victoria. You can follow Amy on Instagram at Amy of Melbourne. So why did you decide to get into making clothes for yourself? So I have sewn almost my entire life. I, started, I think my mum got me my first like toy sewing machine when I was about five. So most of my life, when I was in high school, I made clothes, but terribly. <laughs> and then when I was pregnant with my second child I really hated a lot of maternity wear it was really ugly um, particularly at my size it's very much just a black dress that's very tight and that's kind of it so I decided you know what I'm going to get back into it and yeah started making my own clothes again and then lockdown happened so I got a lot more time to make clothes and other things and that was really nice but yeah that's the reason why and what about your personal style then I know it style evolves yearly for some people but how would you describe your style now i i think that my style is a bit dark like goth light a Ooh, bit yeah um, a little bit whimsical it's fairly modern but like with a little historical kind of touch to it mm. that's probably how i describe it how does it go down in the school grounds because you're a school teacher um it's not too bad actually <laughs> um i keep it pretty safe for school i don't often wear my me maids to work because oh really they get, yeah they get a bit smelly and a bit like used in a way that's not as fun um and often <laughs> like when i might make my own clothes for me I, I like a you know dress and everything but that doesn't work so well on a yard duty when there's wind blowing and <laughs> 16 year old boys everywhere so it doesn't really work would you say you are inspired a little bit by vintage as well yeah, definitely. I, I, I sort of take a bit of inspiration from everyone. I'm a history teacher. So, yeah, I sort of Ooh. constantly looking at old pictures of things and going, oh, that sleeve's really cool or that, you know, how they did that. You know, I love all those sorts of things. So. And what challenges then do you face as a plus-size sewist? Maybe you've already tackled some of these challenges or they're still hanging around? Some are still hanging around. The biggest issue with plus-size sewing or, you know, plus-size in general is access. There's 
a lack of companies who make patterns for plus size people and the diversity of the people within the plus size community is another problem um, amongst that. You know, there are some people who they go to say Cashmeret because they have a bigger bust and that's Mm. really awesome that that resource is there, but they're one of the only companies that do that. So if you don't like their style lines or if you want something a little bit different than that, if you like a more masculine style, if you like a more casual style or younger, that that's, you've only got those now it's sewing so you can obviously tailor things to what you like and you can manipulate and change them but it's still really hard when that's sort of all you've got to go with so i have a very small bust for my frame mm-hmm. so cashmere i have to do a small bust adjustment mm-hmm. every time i use their patterns so that's another adjustment as well as any other ones that i have and when you are a straight size sewist you have thousands of pattern companies to look through we only have i think there's only like 200 at the absolute most um and depending on how big you get or how different your you know the differential between your bust waist hips and that those changes Mm. sometimes a company can just not work for you and sometimes Mm. they work really really well but they are often those proportions become can become quite right. exaggerated and then yeah, you, you're you know less and less and less of the market is is available to so you. would you be happy to grade or hack a pattern that you really loved but it just didn't work for you yeah definitely and i have you know so i love helen's closet um again they've got a larger bus because helen does you know that's the the block that she works off and that's fantastic but i have to make adjustments i mean i'm you know most of us make adjustments no matter what i usually grade out hips because that's where i hold my weight and that's not a problem but it's just it's more steps than necessarily being able to take it from the packet and just go with it Mm. um and that and that everyone's got those problems but it certainly is more of a problem when you have less to choose from in the Mm. first place because it's harder to find the one that you're like oh that's me that's the closest to my block I love what Mm. you do that really works plus it matching your personal style plus it meeting your budget there's a lot of things like that which is probably the only other thing that's really a big thing when it comes to being a plus size sewist is what we um, sometimes call the fat tax (laughs) which um, there's less options and then on top of that when you're paying for fabric you do have to buy a lot more fabric um, and that costs a lot more money. So, you know, your ability to, I was talking to someone the other day about um, getting frustrated with videos and stuff on YouTube where they're like, what to do with one yard of fabric, make this top, make this skirt. And you're like, no, that does not work for me. I'm not going to use one could, yard of fabric. You could make a mask or some pair of undies. <laughs> you know, but it's that's not a possible thing. And that's yeah. the understanding of how that works and um, um, doing, making twirls and stuff is really hard because you need, a lot more fabric and when you're making something out of something really special you need all of a sudden you know making if you make if i was to make like a full length dress for instance that would be six seven meters of fabric to oh, be able lot, to make it? it it's a lot of fabric um the resources available for is huge yeah mm. what about the big four then have you had much success with that no <laughs> um they've start just started coming out with properly plus size patterns but that's very, very recent when they um, changed creative directors to Mimi G. But even then, out of a catalogue of, let's say, they released 20 patterns, something like that, two might be plus size. And even then, they let's say they go up to a size 26. If you were to buy that same garment made from Kmart, that would probably be a size 16, maybe 18. Mm. So it's really different. Um, and their proportions are often really not graded well, yeah. um, which is 
a really big problem if people don't, if graders aren't aware of how a, a plus size body works and where it expands when you sit or bend or things like that, they really, they don't work. Um, having like neck holes that all of a sudden just go off the shoulders because they don't understand that your neck doesn't get exponentially bigger when your tummy does. Things you like that. They figured that out by now, surely. Def no, no, I really wish they had it. But yeah, there, there's some doozies out there. You make them, you go, what, what happened with this? The, one of the first garments I ever made that happened to me, where I went with my size and everything, and I made it, and I was like, is this, is this for real? You know, the shoulders were down near my elbows, and it was just, it was the most hideous thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh god, don't tell me it's going to still be like this. Mm. Remembering from high school how hard it was. Not that I was, you know, I was size eight in high school, but still, I found the patterns hard to deal with because their their grading was always a bit funny. Mm. Um, yeah, whereas our indie patterns, they got it worked out. Mm. So are there any specific patterns that you either make over and over or you really love that pattern maker's style? I don't often make a pattern over and over again. I am very much that kind of person who's like, well, I've tried that now. I love Friday Pattern Company. Mm. They make really cool stuff and they grade, you know, to a really great level. That's good. Um, LB Textiles, she does such a good job and the fit of her patterns is beautiful um, and really well thought through. Muna and Broad, and I know you've had um, them on the show. Yeah, yeah, they're really fantastic. Um, Twig and Tail have actually just oh, yes. re-released heaps of their patterns um, into uh, the new size range, and a lot of those are really lovely. Um, Helen Closet, like I said, and I actually really like Chili in the Buttons patterns as well. I know that they're a controversial figure in the um plus size sewing world and i completely understand why but in terms of just their patterns their patterns are the new ones that they've released are really nice mm, that's good that they're getting the message yeah 100 percent. it is changing there is a huge market out there of people who are wanting patterns and who are wanting to make their own clothes who are in this size range in fact you know half the population of women certainly but probably men as well are in the plus size range so we need to be catered for mm. Who do you admire on Instagram? Are you an Instagram person, first of I all? I am. I am. I don't <laughs> post anywhere near as much as what I make because I'm just terrible <laughs> at taking photos. Um, I do. I love scrolling through Instagram and seeing what everyone else is making. So some of the people that I really enjoy, I love Fat Bob and Girl, Jess. Um, she's a big inspiration. Jenny Hassler or J.O. Hassler on Instagram. She is amazing. She yes. is one of the the two that run Punk Frockers podcast. Yes, love that podcast. I love that so good and she's so good she's brilliant i really like v makes is an australian maker that i really like i haven't heard of um, that one yeah she's she's lovely she's from melbourne as well and she's a really lovely lovely lady in melbourne making clothes v makes um, yeah um Check purple so purple sewing cloud is really really great she's from england um the black forager is really awesome as a fashion inspiration she does a lot of sort of cottage call um the glambassador is really fantastic. Glam like ambassador. Glam ambassador. Yeah, she's um, vintage style, really cute. Um, so like, she's an Australian who lives in America now in Ohio. She's got really cool stuff. And Creative Chronicles is probably another one. She's mm. a little bit, a little bit dark, a little bit edgy. Just what Lots you like. Things. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> go forth and discover on Instagram all these wonderful sewers. So how has sewing changed the way you think about your body? I think it's really helped me on a path to body neutrality rather than thinking about my body as something that I had to hate or change or, you know, it doesn't conform to anything. 
Instead, it's just this is the thing that I happen to be in and I need to clothe it and that's it. And I get to enjoy the clothes, you know, the aesthetic that I like instead of thinking so much about whether or not I'm going to fit into it and make the clothes look like they're meant to look. I can I can do that. I can make them look like how I want them to rather than stressing about which shop will be able to cater for me and where I need to go so that I get the right fit on me. Um, I just do it myself. And that's really lovely. And it's lovely to take that power back. Yes, it's empowering, isn't it? Yeah, huge. Um, and it's really nice to, you know, not have to have so much of my brain space taken up with hatred of being like, I can't fit into anything. I look bad in things. It's not me, actually. It's the clothes. Clothes don't fit me. And that's because their block is different to me. And maybe they don't care about catering to me. But now I don't, I get to take myself out of that equation and just you know, choose my own adventure, which is nice. Mm. We're all different. We're all different and we're all unique. 100%. So just embracing that. Yeah. I'm I'm um, not tall, tall, but I'm, I'm 5'10", so I'm slightly taller than the average. So being able to just add just this much, you know, a, an inch or two to the end of a skirt so that I'm comfortable in what I'm wearing is so lovely. And I'm actually able to wear dresses and skirts rather than being like, well, I can't wear that otherwise you know, that's inappropriate <laughs> um, for the world and for, for just how I feel. Some people might like to dress that way, but that's just not me and that's not mm. my style. So that's nice. And have you learned anything particularly about yourself just through this journey of sewing? I think definitely that I don't have to hate myself. I think a lot of um, people who are plus size or who are told they're plus size, I remember being a size eight and still being told um, that I was fat, even though, you know, I definitely wasn't, you know, you're told a lot that you have to focus on improving yourself and looking your best and trying to constantly work out what's the next thing you're going to target and fix and whatever. And actually you don't, that's, it's completely irrelevant mm. to your happiness in life. And, you know, how successful you've been in life is not dictated by the size of your mm. bicep. It's finding joy in life. And I think that that's something that sewing is. I don't have to worry about those things anymore. I don't have, I don't feel that pressure to nitpick at myself. I just, you know, focus on making nice things. And I know you're probably the same, but I just really hope our kids don't fall into yeah. those, those traps of how we think about ourselves and loathe ourselves through our yes. teens and twenties that they can embrace who they are. Definitely. I really, really hope that. And it's something that as a teacher, I try and tell my teenagers, you don't have to find your faults. You don't have to focus on them or think about them you can just be neutral about the way you look and just go well this is just what I am rather than thinking about what are the things I need to make better about me you don't need to make those things better about you focus on what you can give to the world and make the world a better place mm. rather than thinking about is my waist too big who cares pointless pointless yeah oh thank you so much Amy and lastly we have Jane another teacher from Brisbane in Queensland. Catch Jane on Instagram at Jane Sews Plus Size and Cooks. So Jane, why did you decide to get into sewing your own clothes? Well, uh, I guess the short answer is that I med medically have to stay fat. So in 2019, my brother passed away from motor neurone disease, um, and, but he wasn't the first in my family. He was actually the fifth. Mm. So the, a great uncle in Germany, who was my uh, grandmother's uh, brother, um, then my dad at the age of 54, my uncle at 64, my auntie at 54, and then my brother at 48. Oh, 
yeah that must have been like, heartbreaking it, yeah it is it's just by the by the time the fifth one comes around you know you're just sort of like <sighs> yeah it's a lot of grief but um yeah uh, so anyway so we all suspected it was genetic probably though when my dad passed away because he passed away after my auntie and so when my brother finally died from motor neurone disease I decided to go and get tested to see if I had the gene and sure enough I I do mm. so um the neurologist put me onto a study that being done at the Brisbane Royal Hospital and the University of Queensland, who were actually trying to prove that people with a high body mass index who are short, so short and fat, who carry the gene, do not tend to develop the symptoms, but the tall, skinny ones do. So um, I became their, uh, what is it, their control for their study as somebody who carries the disease uh, carries the gene defect but doesn't show any symptoms um, yet and I'd never heard it said before by any doctor but uh, the neurologist was there in the room at the time and he said do not lose weight and I guess for some people that might be a wonderful freeing thing like yes let's go and get some chocolate let's go and get some ice cream let's but for me it was just so countercultural because my whole life I've been fairly large especially after having three kids and, um, you know, like I always thought I had to lose weight and I was walking and I was trying to lose weight and I couldn't lose weight. And to hear that was it was freeing in one way, but in another way it was just like there's going to be nobody who believes that. Of course, the first thing I did was go to Autograph and cavacious.com.au and get myself some plus-size clothes um, because I had been to Big W and Target's large, um, large plus-size areas, but, like, there was just so much black and brown and navy blue, um, especially in pants, and no pockets. And I can't stand not having pockets in my pants. <laughs> so I went on to I went into Autograph, um, they're a plus-size company, and Curvaceous yeah. Online is also another plus-size company that sell clothes, and I was able to buy some clothes th through them, but then, like, that started to get a little bit expensive, so I decided, look, stuff it. I'm going to bring out that sewing machine that I haven't picked up in 15 years, and I would actually go to Target or Big W, and I would actually buy their pants, their black pants or their navy blue pants or their brown pants, and I would actually bring them home, unpick the seams and put pockets in them. And I did it um, with really out there material. So black pants with hot pink polka dot pockets. Um, and then I decided to have a look online for patterns for, uh, no, first I went to the spotlight. I got a size, yep, there's my size 20. I'm size 20 at Autograph. I'm size 20 on Curvaceous. So here I go. I need to recognise, uh, rookie mistake. Oh, yeah. nowhere. So I finally took my measures at measurements and, and worked out that I'm actually more like a size 26. And uh, so I went onto um, online and there was this website that had a whole lot of a list of plus size sewing companies that release patterns. And the first one up there was Curvaceous. And so I went into Curvaceous and the rest is history. That is an interesting way of starting sewing, <laughs> isn't it? It, it is. So what challenges do you face now then as a plus size sewist? For me, I think that it is the amount of fabric that I have to buy. So when I make a top, I don't have to get 1.5 metres, I have to get 2.5 metres. 
or when I buy, uh, when I get a pattern for a dress, um, it's not two and a half metres or three metres, it's four and a half or even five metres. And the other challenge I have is that I don't have a sewing room. So my sewing cabinet and a table are mm. in my bedroom. So what about the patterns then? Do you find that there, there's enough variety now for you to pick and choose from? Oh, absolutely. Cashmere is still my go-to. Mm -hmm. I find that their style suits me a lot. Do you have any sewing people in the community that you get a lot of inspiration from? Um, a lot on Instagram. So, and also to Cashmere uh, um, just their, not, yeah, look, I'm pretty new. So there's no one, one in particular, but I do like some pattern companies. So Cashmere definitely, Wardrobe by Me is another one that I use. Mm, um, where are they from? Do you know? They're Australian. Oh, Wardrobe by Me. Okay, yeah. I have to have a look. Yep. So, and a couple of others, but I'm I'm finding new ones all the time and I'm pretty much prepared to try anything. That's awesome. There is so much inspiration out there. It's, there is. It's almost, you could spend your whole day just looking well, at people. Yeah, although the Fat Bobbin Girl that you interviewed a couple yes. of episodes ago, yeah, I've started following her on Instagram and I just love her. She's so funny and she just gets it. She really, really gets it. So, yeah. Yeah, she likes to colour block. Yeah. And, and find her colour palette. Yeah. Have you found your colour palette? No, I'm all over the place. Floral, I like colourful. I like dark red. I really like, that's my favourite colour, not maroon, dark red. But I also like gingham. I like light floral colours, like that dress that I wore that I, I blocked um, floral green, floral green, and then had a blue top. And yeah, so, and block colours as well. Just, I got the block red, which I'm going to make some fabulous pants out of. Now that'll be good. Yes. <laughs> Do the people at your school know that you sew? Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> the students and the teachers? Students and teachers. So um, like just at the end of last term, the home ec department called me in and they donated to me hundreds of dollars of fabric just fabric, just metres and metres and metres of fabric that they'd had in storage and were just trying oh, to get wow. off. So it was um, some really nice navy blues and floral materials and browns and yellows and pinks and reds and greens and, oh, it was just amazing. Wow. What about your family and friends? What do they think? Um, well, my girls are still beneficiaries of my sewing abilities. I've just started to sew and I'm up to the sleeves and buttons of a men's shirt from Ooh. wardrobe by me oh wow um, yeah a men's shirt, the jensen shirt from wardrobe by me and uh yeah Is that your first button-up collared shirt for a man for a man yes yeah yeah wow. and are you yeah. making that for your husband i am yeah he's my best friend louise yeah he's my best friend he's the best man on earth for me he's just amazing um my i have an elder son as well he carries heavy stuff but um, he, oh, and he also gave me the table that's in the room that I do some cutting mm. on. Um, but he might be moving out next year, so mm. yay. Oh, you're looking excited about that. <laughs> He's 25. Move out of home. <laughs> I need a sewing room. <laughs> I need a sewing room. <laughs> so getting back to that shirt, did you make a 12 first or are you just going for it? I just go for it. I'm, I'm one of these people that I don't do the muslin thing first. I would rather work with the actual material and just 
like if I make a mistake, I'll just, you know, oh, the sewing machine will fix that up. <laughs> You're brave, especially with a collared shirt. <laughs> so how has sewing changed the way you think about your body? Look, I get it that we live in a culture that does not want to see a whole lot of stuff hanging out, you know, tuck shop arms and cellulite thighs and so but I know that I am fat and that I need to be and that it doesn't bother me anymore at all. I am fully aware of all the other health issues that come with being obese, but I'm going to live a heck of a lot longer with those things than I will with MND. So you have to get tested quite regularly then? No, I'll know. You'll know because of the symptoms? Yes but I'm completely asymptomatic at the moment. I'm the spitting image of my grandmother. She never got the disease. So it could be that I will just, you know, lose my mind and, and my family will be like she did. She got Alzheimer's disease. I didn't even know I carried the gene until I was, you know, a few years ago. So. Mm. What have you learned about yourself through, it's still early days of sewing, but what have you learned? That I'm better at it than I thought I would be. Mm. I bought... And I had to get a proper sewing machine. So um, once I got the better sewing machine and an overlocker, I found that I was actually quite adept. Isn't it amazing too? It's the tool. It's not just a skill. You need the right tools. Yeah, you absolutely do. So my last question is, is there anything that you're working on right now or planning to make? Yes. So, um, of course, I'm finishing off uh, Paul's shirt. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's just the sleeves and the and the buttons now. So okay, but I have a pattern from uh, Sinclair Patterns. Is another one that I use. It's mm -hmm. a loop drop shoulder uh, knit top, and I've already ordered the uh, fabric from knitwit.com.au, who sell fantastic knit fabrics. And it's still like a bright cornflower blue, brown and white abstract pattern. Mm. Um, and I'm going to make the shirt out of that. Of course, I've got this box of donated fabric that has just got so much work in it. So I've already made a skirt um, for my daughter um, out of it and a top for another daughter. But um, also, too, I want to make some funky pants out of the red <laughs> fabric. And also the Cashmere Red have just released the Merriam trousers with a special. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I so saw um, that. the yeah, expandable um, waist. Yeah, the expandable waist. It looks tricky, but I'm going to do it. And um, <laughs> I've got some large red check gingham to make out of those. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like you've got lots on. I do. Also, the Holyoke maxi dress, um, which is from Cashmere Rhett, too. Mm. But just the skirt part. I'll probably use some of that donated material for that. Yeah. Jane, thank you so much for talking to me today. Louise, an absolute pleasure. Wow. I hope you enjoyed my chats with Rhonda, Samantha, Amy and Jane. And thank you for tuning in to Australia So's podcast. I've had a blast putting this podcast together in 2022. To find the show notes to this and all previous episodes, go to australiasospodcast.com. Now, back to sewing.